Hello, and welcome to the Built Different Podcast with Zach Clinton. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. While there, you can join in the conversation about this show. Just search for Built Different Podcast in your internet browser. Here now is your host, Zach Clinton, on this edition of the Built Different Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to this week's edition of the Built Different Podcast. And man, I'm excited about this week's episode because two of my biggest passions and my loves in life are really coming to life here. Um, Those two things really are counseling or just the mental health and helping profession in general, and then coaching. Um, The guy who is going to be joining us today, his name is Dr. Johnny Parker. This man has truly devoted his life to helping individuals view their lives as a story, and he's been able to do it in such a successful and beneficial way for so many. I'm talking about CEOs, world-class leaders, professional athletes, marriages, professional sports teams, Fortune 500 companies, and so, so many more. Just experience that authentic success. And the whole entire heart and why I love these two professions of counseling or just mental health in general and coaching is because they kind of go hand in hand in the sense that it's all about walking alongside of an individual and just helping them navigate or go on this journey with them through what we call life and really just trying to help somebody go from maybe getting caught up and getting stuck in some of the pain or the trauma that they may have experienced or their past or their attachment wounds, whatever that looks like, and trying to get them to a place of building resiliency and stabilizing that pain and then trying to take them from down at rock bottom right down here and trying to help them understand that we don't want to settle for that and trying to get them and propel them to new heights that they couldn't even imagine. And what I love about Dr. Johnny Parker and his wife, Leslin, is that they have devoted their entire ministry and his book is even called it to helping people learn how to turn the page. And the subtitle of his book is Unlocking the Story Within You. So guys, it's such a powerful episode. I challenge you guys, stick around for the whole thing. He shares some amazing truths with us today. I'm telling you, you're going to want to take notes. It's exciting stuff to me because it has really helped me and benefited me in my own life, in my personal relationships, in sports, in everything that I've been able to do. He, Dr. Johnny Parker, has played a pivotal role in that success. So you guys, you don't want to miss it. That interview with Dr. Johnny Parker will be coming up right after this short break. Breaking news for Ignite Men's Impact Weekend just added. He's the quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. Carson Wentz is coming. And just added, two-time NFL MVP, Super Bowl champ, Hall of Fame quarterback, Kurt Warner is coming to Ignite. That's Roethlisberger, Warner, Wentz, all at Ignite Men's Impact Weekend. This is going to be the best Ignite ever. It wouldn't be Ignite without the Extreme Outdoor Expo and Kids Zone, which will be bigger and better than ever before. Plus dozens of workshops with the stuff that guys love hunting fishing football building stronger marriages becoming a better dad handling money featuring
featuring some of the best experts in the world. I can't wait to see you at Ignite Men's Impact Weekend. General admission, just 64 bucks. Youth, military, retired, 54 bucks. Bring a buddy. Group tickets, 10 or more, save 5 bucks per ticket. Get them now at IgniteMen.net. That's IgniteMen.net. That's Roethlisberger, Warner, Wentz, and more at Ignite Men's Impact Weekend. Welcome back to the Built Different Podcast. Here's your host, Zach Clinton. Dr. Parker, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, Zach. Great to be with you. Looking forward to it. We're going to have a lot of fun today, a very enriching conversation. But, sir, I am just so thankful and humbled every opportunity I get to interact with you, to sit down, to pick your brain, and to pick your heart. Um, The last time we were on our phone call together, we both kind of agreed that you are somebody, in my opinion, that has that refreshing and that encouraging spirit. And it's just such a wonderful thing to see how God is always continuing to work in and through your life. And, sir, what you've done is you've dedicated your life to helping people turn the page, right? To helping grow and spark this hope and encouragement. You've done it in several and countless athletes and teams and marriages, organizations, leaders, and so many more. But just up front, can you help our listeners understand where does this drive within you truly come from? You know what, Zach? Uh, Every 20 years, I seem to go through a time of really deep excavation, you know, into my heart, my life and soul. And so it happened when I was, 20 it happened when i was 40. Hmm. so at 40 i was really wrestling with um depression panic attacks hmm. it was just interesting the way i describe it the front stage backstage at my, my first stage of my life i was really um out there in terms of um the people would say successful i written a book a marriage book it was doing quite well for me i was speaking hmm. nationally I'm, I'm counseling, I'm on TV, I'm on CNN and different networks mm. talking about marriage and relationships. So when I got to 40, I hit a, I hit a wall, man. I, I, I began to experience depression and panic attacks. Mm. And I needed to really go deep into my heart and soul with God. I took the time away from my 40th birthday to process my life. And what came out of that was... She, looking at Jesus in a very different way, looking at him as an author, my life as a story, mm. and and looking at when I've been, when I've flourished, when I've thrived, when I've been at my best, yeah. spiritual, physical, emotional, relational, mental, what was going on, mm. and out of that, slowly began to emerge is this message of turn the page, mm. that my life is telling a story, everyone's life is telling a story, is your life telling a story, is my life telling a story right. that I was born to tell. So it's just, mm. it, it, it came out of a lot of crisis, which I think God does that. God allows the fire to happen. He allows the, the pits to happen in a, in a person's life. Yeah. Out of that, he writes, he, he takes that and, and mystery, he blows mystery and beauty and brings beauty from ashes. Mm, it's a beautiful point to make because I love your passion. I love your ministry. It's also the title of your ministry, the title of your best-selling book, Turn the Page, Unlock the Story Within You. And I know you have a passion helping people. And I know in the counseling world, though, sir, it's really easy for people to navigate through life and they get stuck in those pits, like you said, or in those valleys. And it's really hard sometimes to spark change. It's easy to get lost in the, a depressive state, anxiety, whatever it may be that someone's struggling with listening today. And my question to you, I guess, is this. Why is it so hard 
for individuals to spark change in their life or to simply let go of the past or maybe the sins that they may be identifying with? Why is that so difficult for us? I think there's a couple of reasons why. I think one, it's it's familiar mm. and, and it's familiar and we don't know, you know, when the children of Israel is coming out of Egypt, yeah. um, they'd never been through a Red Sea. They'd never seen water standing up on both sides. Yeah. And so when it got hard, it's easy to go back to what's familiar or to stay in what's familiar because that's what you know and, and something that you never knew is something you've never experienced before. Mm-hmm. You have no idea what that's going to look like. And so we become controlling. We, we, we want to control the narrative. So I think, think that's a big part of it. And mm-hmm. How do we surrender the script to God to write a different story? And I think the other thing, Zach, I think why it's hard is because of shame, the shame story that we tell ourselves. Renee Brown calls it a shame storm. We get stuck yeah. in a shame storm. Who am I? Um, imposter syndrome. Mm. Um, am I as good as people say I'm, mm. I'm not that good? I don't belong. I'm inadequate. Mm. Who do I think I am? So I think that script, that shame storm, and, and our own uh, struggle with surrender control to God is why we get stuck in why it's hard to turn, becomes a challenge to turn the page. Mm. It definitely can be difficult in those stormy-like moments, like you said, or in those wilderness moments when it feels really dry and it feels really dark and it feels like the pain is just inevitable and it's never going to go away. But I like what you said about the familiarity piece and maybe even identifying and being overwhelmed by the shame. But I think it's in those moments, like you said, that God took the Israelites the way of the wilderness because if they wouldn't have been able to experience the processes of life— they wouldn't have been able to see the fullness and the and richness of God's promises, right? He took them the way of the Red Sea because, man, look what they were able to experience. They could have just gone straight to the promised land, right, in like two years, but they went for 40. And so it's yeah, a beautiful 40. thing. Yeah, it's a crazy and, thing. And the other thing, Zach, is the other thing with that. When it got hard, what did yeah. they want to do? Let's go back to Egypt. Right. <laughs> let's go yeah. back. To let's go familiar. back to what's familiar. Mm. Really, you want to go back to being a slave? Huh. And that's how. I mean, that's just. Let's go back to being familiar. And so, even mm. in that story, we see that happening in their in their narrative. Mm. So powerful, sir. You know, you have helped. Just like I said up front, so many individuals, you've worked with families, you've worked with marriages, you've worked with professional athletes and their teams, you've worked with CEOs, world-class leaders, you worked with Fortune 500 companies, and you've experienced, you helped them experience authentic success is what you call it. I want to ask you this, sir. What are some of the key points or the action steps that you can share with our listeners today that you've shared with them that they can kind of implement into their everyday life to understand the significance of turning their own page? Yeah, one of the things, Zach, they have to know three things. Well, and they, they got to know their story. They yeah. got to align it. They got to master it. So when I talk about knowing the story, they have mm-hmm. to really decide who are who. It starts with me. Yeah. That's what God does, right? So when God comes to a man and a woman in the garden, he doesn't go to both of them. He says, where are you? Mm. So we first have to start with, where am I? Who am I? Mm. And, um, and because I say all the time, it takes a healthy me to build a strong we. So yeah. God always starts with an individual. And, and biblical health is being honest about my story, honest about my stuff. So I talk to him about knowing your story, clarifying. Mm. Who are you? Who do you want to be? What are the core values? Who, who are you? Why does it matter who you are? Mm. Um, where are you going? What's the, what's the story that you want for your life and for your organization? So we start there and mm. really walk through some key 
thoughts and conversations and coaching questions around just the knowing of who they are mm. around their story. And then we walk, we talk about aligning it, aligning it with what's congruent with their heart, aligning it with their core values. And I give them the next one exercise I give them, one individual, I have them take their first name or last name and, and, and form an acronym and craft their core values and who they are. And then as organizations, they already have their core values. I hold them accountable. I say, okay, let's let's look at how are we out of alignment? How do we bring into alignment who we say we are according to our core values? Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many times I've gone in organizations, their core values look pretty, they got them on a wall, they got them on a website. But when I start digging and doing some excavation into how they're living it out, they are so, mm -hmm. it's not that that's, they are so far from who they say they are in terms of their core values. Yeah. So then I try to bring them into, this is who you say you are, this is not, the story I say you are, so you say you are. Let's live this. Let's not just do the offsite and say we did did these did these off this offsite these core values, but never live them. Let's be intentional because it's easy to drift from them. And then we want to master it. We want to be intentional about regularly living out the story. And I do practical things with them, with like every day, look at one of the core values and tell a story about how, as an individual, you're living it out. As a team, you're living it out, and to be really deliberate about that. One of the clients, one of the customers that I've interviewed, and uh, it's been a Rich Carlton. Rich Carlton has 24 core values, and every day they they have a they have a stand up meeting, 15 minutes, to talk about one of their 24 core values, and they loop it around every day, every for, for 24 days, and they tell a story. And that's that's the work that I do. I just really help them to live the story that they say they want to live and who they want to be and who they want to become. Mm, I love that. And something that you shared with me was that acronym of the word story. Do you mind sharing that with our listeners? Because that resonated with me and I actually wrote that down. I've been looking at it ever since we last talked. So can you, do you mind sharing that? Yeah, absolutely. So that's in that front stage, backstage that I like to talk about. I say yeah. on the front stage as a company or as an individual, you have your uh, your appearance, you have your social media, you have your performance, productivity, profit, mm. you know, uh, all those things. And, and those things matter. Mm. Uh, but my emphasis is your backstage, which I say that matters more. So with the story, the S in the acronym is your soul. Right. And there are three questions that come out of that. Who am I? That's mm. your identity. Mm. That's, that's key. What do I want? want impact no one dreams of living an average life everybody wants to have impact we want to be fruitful yeah be productive add value and then the third one is why do i want it that's my intent intent matters mm. and so that's the s is soul and then the t is transparency mm. that we want to be people as an individual or company how do we be create an environment of transparency and vulnerability yeah. and talking we have to talk we have to have empathy Whatever we don't talk out, we will act out mm. or we bury it and we bury it alive. Then the O is optimism. How do we have a mindset, a growth mindset and not a fixed mindset? A mindset of getting 1% better yeah. spiritually, physically, emotionally, relationally, mentally, financially. How do we have a mindset of getting 1% better as a team, as a person, um, as a church? Mm. And, and, and so what does that look like? And then the R is rhythm, rhythm, that I push back against life work balance. I think that's a misnomer. I think, uh, I don't think it works. I don't think life is a balance. I think life is a rhythm. 
I said, whatever God models, Zach, we ought to follow. God models rhythm. When he does creation, God works. He creates on the front stage, but before God closes down shop for the day, you see in Genesis, God says he looks at his work and he sees that it's good. So that rhythm is we need to be intentional about time to reflect. That's what God did. We need to be intentional about time to refresh. That's what God did. Mm. Luke 5, 16, it says that Jesus oftentimes departed to a solid place to rest. He often, he frequently did it. That's refreshing. Yeah. And then we need time to recenter. We need to always recenter. So the rhythm is three parts. It's reflecting, it's refreshing, and it's recentering. And there's all kinds of great race research that says amen to what yeah. God has already given us in his word. Right. And then the yeah. why, finally, the why is yield. That I'm yielding uh, as a man of faith. I'm yielding to the author. I'm yielding to his overarching narrative for my life, for my work, for my business, for the ministry, for the mm. kingdom. I'm, I'm yielding to something bigger, a bigger story. Mm. As a team, how do we give ourselves to something greater, something mm. bigger, something that will outlive us? And how do we give ourselves to something uh, greater than ourselves and so that's the yielding part that's the story Mm, that's the story your story consists of your soul your transparency your optimism your rhythm and then yielding to something greater than yourself if you guys don't have a piece of paper and a pen out then you guys need to go back and re-listen to this and write those things down because that's powerful sir um but you know one thing i also think that's important in your story I've heard it said that if you're in a duet, especially a marriage, you got to have a lot of backup singers, right? So the power and the significance of relationships in our life. Yes. Um, I know you and I both understand that. I know my dad always preached to me, Zach, the antidote to trauma, really difficulty in life is healthy relationship. We have to be able yes. to press in, even if we've been hurt. Instead of pulling away, you got to press in even further and further and closer and closer. And so I know you've been married to your wife, Leslin, now for over 30 years. Uh, together, you guys have three sons. Dr. Parker, how significant are relationships in your life? And how have people been able to pour into you to then pour into other people and help them realize the significance of them as well? Your dad is right on point because uh, yeah. as, I've, as I shared earlier, when I had my battle with depression and panic attacks one of the reasons Zach why that battle amplified why it was why I got as dark as it became in my life is because the absence of relationships Mm. so again front stage I'm performing right I'm doing my deal I'm coaching I'm speaking I'm traveling I'm making income Mm. and making money and front stage looks pretty pretty impressive to a lot of people but the backstage, Zach, I was a hypocrite. I wasn't eating my own cooking. I wasn't taking my own medicine in the mm. sense that I was talking about the importance of evangelism. I was evangelizing the importance of relationships as a counselor, as a coach, but I wasn't good at it. I wasn't, mm. I didn't, I didn't allow anyone in my backstage. Mm. I, even my wife, I was, I was back there alone. I was very, very lonely, even though yeah. I was performing well on a front stage. And, um, and so my wife was knocking on the door. She wanted access, but I wouldn't allow her because I had, I had unresolved pain. I had stuff that I hadn't worked through as a child. And, mm. and, and, and so I had some, some degree of trauma. Right. So what helped me turn the page was when I began to have these panic attacks and depression, I told my wife I needed her to fly with me because whenever, mm. when I got on the plane, that's when the panic attack would be triggered. Mm. So God allowed it. 
God definitely allowed it, but I believe he allowed it to smoke me out so that I could run to relationships. Mm. And that's when I began to let Leslie know, because I didn't want to have to need anyone emotionally. Isn't that crazy? I just felt like I'm good. I'm with God. I'm good. Mm. And it's like, how crazy is that? (laughs) God said to Adam, it's not good for you to be alone. It's not that he's saying everyone should be married, but we all need relationships. So so Mm. it was relationship that me telling my wife I needed I needed her to, to talk you know I need to talk with her and then now today I'm with a group of I'm in two groups with men yeah and now every day once a week I'm in a group but I'm constantly talking and I've given these guys mm. an access pass to my backstage and I'm talking about relevant mm. current events going on in my life and my soul mm. so so yeah relationships we need three things Jack we need honesty authenticity yes. with ourselves we need it with our god mm-hmm. and we need it with relationships with safe people who've earned the right to be in our backstage amen everyone's not safe yeah. yes that's right and i'm so glad that you mentioned that word authenticity because i think that's why so many people don't run to relationship because i think one, i know one of my greatest fears always growing up i was just sharing with my um, high school that I attended in their chapel service yesterday, actually. And as I was sharing, I was just trying to be authentic because something that I think a lot of teenagers and young adults experience is they don't press in because they're terrified of being fully known. And if they're fully known, then they're going to be unaccepted, right? And so, and I think something that's so powerful that you've shared, I've, less, I've listened to you talk a lot online and different things, but you say that we have an approval addiction and how easy it is for us to fall into that performance-seeking life, to listen for the applause of others rather than the applause of nail-scarred hands. And when the crowd stops applauding, sir, the silence grows deafening, right? And we get lost in it. And so my question for you is more on a spiritual side of things now because I know that's the basis and that's the meaning behind all that we get to do and helping others and hopefully leading them to the foot of the cross. But, sir, what has that relationship been like for you with the Lord that has ultimately helped you experience true and fulfilling and satisfying acceptance in and through Him? Yeah, that's a great question, Zach. So it's funny because even this morning, one of my habits, I, I spend a lot of time alone in the woods with God. Yeah. Uh, I'm a New York City, Brooklyn, Queens guy. Oh, I yeah. grew up in the concrete jungles of New York, but I'm telling you, man, <laughs> where I live now in Maryland, the woods, because that's where my soul catches breath. Yeah. That's where... That's where my soul breeds. Mm. I need to get away from the noise. I need to get away from the noise. Because if I don't, Zach, what happens is I experience soul abuse. Mm. And soul abuse is is when I I have the repeated damage to the deepest part of who I am, my soul, right? And and I know when that's happening because I'm way overcommitted in terms of busyness. Mm. I'm moving too fast and the speed. And it's too much activity and speed in my life. So the woods is a place where I meet with God mm. and I just spend time enjoying his presence. And I cry out loud, literally. I pray out loud. Mm. I pray God's word. I like to spend time alone, just just mm. breathing, spiritual breathing, Zach. And uh, 20 minutes a day or so just mm. listening and affirming my identity yes. as a beloved son. I do. I have to. I have to affirm my identity in terms of who I am. Right. And um, so I affirm my identity as a beloved son, as a chosen son, as a holy son, mm. crowned with glory and honor. So I find that I really have to make sure my heart, my backstage, yes. is is anchored and grounded, mm. and just being present, 
with Jesus, with the Spirit, with the Father, and just just drinking in my identity and him. Mm. Because, you know, you get going in life, yeah. you start to drift and you start, like you said, you start approval, you know, you start seeking approval, you start yeah. seeking approval, seeking approval. So I have to have that. And I and I purpose to do it in the morning, afternoon, not in a legalistic way, but yeah. I just know my soul yep. needs that to drink from that well, that river, Man. Um, and, and just really go deep and affirm my identity as a beloved son. Amen. I think it's powerful how you always talk about the front stage and the backstage of life. I read something the yeah. other day that I wrote down. It was actually last night. I wrote it down. It says, unfortunately, our society and culture has made the stage the destination. But God said that the destination is actually a character in the story. You see, God wants us to become someone, not get somewhere. And I think that's exactly what you're talking about with that backstage point of life. It's not about the front stage of life. It's about what we're doing behind the scenes. And something that you just mentioned in that relationship with God and pressing in close to him and intimacy with him is ultimately, I've heard it said that intimacy is mastering the art of being present. And so just spending time in the presence of him and what you said just resonated with me. I wrote it down. You said, where my soul catches breath. I think that's a powerful line that um, I'm going to hold on to for a long time because it's where my soul catches breath too. But sir, um, as we kind of are wrapping up here, I have only two more questions for you, but you're an adjunct uh, professor at John Hopkins University. You've done a lot of research and speaking specifically on the topic of positive psychology Um, and positivity. It's so desired, right? And for some, it's so hard to attain, right? Whether they're just surrounding themselves with a negative environment. Maybe they've never surrounded themselves with positive people. I don't know what that looks like. Maybe they've just been continuously hurt, continuously wounded, and we get it because life can be hard, right? It can be really difficult. Rocky Balboa says, life will beat you to your knees and keep you there if you let it, right? He, I love that quote. But in one of the my darkest moments of life, I heard a woman named Nancy Lita Moss say a quote, and she said, I've learned that in any and every circumstance in my life, I can do one of two things. I can whine or I can worship, and it's impossible to worship without giving thanks. So, Dr. Parker, help our listeners understand how even in the valleys of their lives, we can press into a purpose, like you said, greater than ourselves to hopefully speak and breathe positivity and true thankfulness into our everyday being. Yeah, we really can. Um, this, this is being intentional. Yeah. I tell people I'm not a naturally positive person. Hmm. I've had to uh, learn how to cultivate a mindset of gratitude. Hmm. And one of the practical things that I do that allows my heart, where I recapture my heart, when my heart again settles into optimism, into joy, yeah. is I keep a I, I, I journal. I journal a letter to God. Yeah. Dear Abba, Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit. I write down several gratitudes. I get really specific mm. about my gratitudes. I say, if you get specific, you get terrific in your gratitudes. Mm. So I get really specific in my gratitudes. I, I also then, I write down, uh, what am I learning? I write down a question. Yeah. What am I discovering? What am I learning? Mm. And, and what is God teaching me? So that helps me, again, in that intimacy and that worship. Right. And I've learned the power of singing. Mm. I didn't. And I, there was time I would go to church and I would think that the worship, the singing was going on too long. Just get to work, get to work. Get to, 
but then I went through some stuff and I felt like, man, it was, it's been songs like we will not be shaken and songs. Uh, you know, I love listening to Bethel music and, mm. and songs. It's been, it's been the power of songs and music mm. that has given me hope and optimism mm. centered me, the hymns, my hope is built on nothing less. Um, just mm. singing songs of worship. I get it now. Why at midnight, Paul and Barnabas are in, in you know, they're in jail and they're singing. Mm. And uh, so I've, I've come to appreciate the power and the beauty of music. I've come to appreciate the power and beauty of meditating on God's word mm. and, and slowly repeating his word and letting his word wash over me as I breathe in and breathe out slowly. And the beauty of keeping a journal where, and like you said about the research from yeah. in positive psychology, I love it when the research says amen to scripture because mm-hmm. the research shows that when we are people of gratitude, it, it actually does something in our brain with serotonin and it allows our brain to have a boost in its mood. I thought, I think that's marvelous the way God has made us in that way, Zach. Yeah. And so that, I just marvel at that and the, mm. and the beauty of God and how he intimately embraces us in knowing our frame that we're but dust. And so I love what you're saying about worship and even just like the act of singing, because I think that's where our strength is found in surrender. Right When we come to God fully broken and fully known, yet he fully loves us and he fully chooses us. And I love how you said cultivating a mindset of gratitude. It's not something that you're just born with. You have to cultivate it. You have to build it. You have to press into it. As we close up, I just love listening to you. I love speaking with you. Like I said, it it is so refreshing for my soul and my spirit, and it's so encouraging to me. Um, I feel like you breathe. What encourage means is to literally give me courage. Um, So you give courage to me, and I know you've done that for our listeners today. But just in closing, sir, you know, I always love to leave the door open for kind of our guests to come on. And I always want to leave it to the person out there that's listening, that's really struggling And maybe they're going through a really tough time in their life where they don't know how to turn the page. And maybe they feel like their past is always going to define them. And they're just stuck. You know, what would you say today, Dr. Parker, as you depart, that is going to hopefully breathe some life and some fight and maybe give some hope and encouragement and motivation to that person today? I would say what Psalm 62, 8 says, Zach, pour out your heart before God. Mm. One of the practical ways I tell people to do that Write a letter to God. Mm. Write a letter to God or a letter from God to you. Dear Johnny, dear Zach, yeah. uh, what would God say to you based on what you know to be true? Then find, as we talked about Zach, a relationship. Find that friend. Find that person um, that you can share that with. That's right. Share what's going on. What's, let them have access to your backstage. Share with them what you're carrying. Because the more that we can, again, talk it out, we don't act it out and we don't bury the pain alive. We need to talk. We need to talk. And and also consider if you're if you're you know you're writing to write down some gratitudes. What are some things just to bring perspective? What are what's one thing or two things or three things that's working well in your life that you're grateful for? Mm. That you're grateful for. So I would I would just start with that and yeah. and, and encourage them with that. Put in some worship music and and let that wash over you as well, Zach. I encourage yeah. people to do that. Mm. But you definitely want to talk and pour out your heart. God invites us to be so transparent That's right. about what's going on in our heart. So it's not like our situation is happening behind its back. Mm. He knows exactly what's going on 
and he invites us to come boldly before his throne of grace to find help and strength in our time of need. Mm. So I would like to encourage that person to really embrace these thoughts and these ideas. That's right. Pour out your heart before God. Be fully known. Just be you because you are enough. Dr. Parker, um, where can our listeners go to find out more about you and all that you're doing with your ministry and turn the page? Exactly. They can go to johnnyparker.com. Johnny is is, uh, N-N-Y, not I-E, johnnyparker.com. Perfect. I push all of you listeners, make sure you go to johnnyparker.com because it is so powerful, all that he's continuing to do, um, the ministry that God has given him, the platform, because I promise you guys, you're not going to want to miss out on how you can continually turn the page in your life because your story is continually being written. Dr. Johnny Parker, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Thank you for your heart. Thank you for putting it all out there today. You have blessed me indeed, and I really, really appreciate and love you, my friend. Hey, same back to you, Zach. Yes, sir. I don't know about you guys, but I got so much out of that interview. I mean, even afterwards and listening back to it, I took notes uh, throughout the entire thing, and I just had to go back and kind of debrief and unpack all that I learned um, through Dr. Johnny Parker, just his wisdom and his leadership and his guidance in and through that conversation, so many powerful things shared and really practical things that we can apply to our everyday lives. And I challenge all of you guys to be doing that. But the big thing that really stuck out to me was that very word, stuck. A lot of us get stuck in the chapter that we may view ourselves in, right? We get stuck in that chapter of pain, of heartbreak, of heartache, um, of past trauma, of wounds, I don't know what you may be going through today, but it's easy to get lost in it. It's easy to feel like nobody cares anymore. It's easy to feel like we're never going to get out of it. But the beauty of what Dr. Johnny Parker does is that he gives us this hope and ultimately sparks this healing and encouragement and motivation through this ministry and his book to just turn the page, to realize that God is not done writing your story. And to realize that beauty can still arise from the ashes. And he can still do something amazing and productive in and through your life. For as long as you have breath, you have meaning and you have purpose and you have a calling. So my friend, no matter where you're at, no matter how hurt or wounded or broken you may be or life may seem, I challenge you to turn that page and to allow God, the author of your life and the author of your story who has your best interest at heart. Allow him to take that role again. Allow him to continually write that story. Allow him to take the pen and to keep on going because he is not done with you yet. My friends, turn the page and unlock the story within you. As always, my friends, we love you. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for joining us. And we will see you next time on the Built Different Podcast. Hi there, this is Jessica from the Built Different Podcast team. As a reminder, you can listen to this show on your favorite podcasting platforms, such as Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcast, and Stitcher. Whatever platform you choose, please remember to subscribe to the Built Different Podcast with Zach Clinton. Also, if you happen to catch the show on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. Thanks again for tuning in to the Built Different Podcast.